Consequence Podcast Network. This episode brought to you by Nick B. Nick B. Oh, Nick, B. Uh, Nick B. Fun fact: He um, he lost his internet for a really long time. I, I don't know what I'd do if I lost internet. That that's horrible. Yeah. Did you guys lose power the other night? No, I did not. I lost internet for two days. Yeah, we lost power for about twelve hours, including internet and phone. Well, hey, Nick B. How'd you handle your internet outages? Oh yeah, did you uh, lose your mind like I would have? I know. Hey, we're so glad you're back, though. Also, what happened? I think it was Brexit. That was Internexit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode also brought to you by Ryan. Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Ryan. So I have been kind of changing this around a little bit because I was just feeling really negative. I have my little plants that I keep talking about, Spike and Fern, on my desk, and they're really cool. And my co-workers gave them to me, and I'm really happy. So thank you, Ryan, for giving me these awesome plants and helping me not kill them because I do that a lot. Ryan, you're awesome. I'm starting to think that Ryan is the person you work with. <laughs> <laughs> there was a long period of time where I thought Ryan was just Mikey. I know, man. Uh, <laughs> this episode also brought to you by... Matt. Matt. Say Matt. Sweden is home to the famous ice hotel in the village of, oh God, there's no way how to say this right. I wish I had pre-read this. Guys, here's my best attempt. Junkasvarvaga. I'm so sorry, Matt. I'm so sorry. It's J-U-K-K-A-S-J-A with two dots above it, R-V-I. So good luck, nerds. The hotel is crafted each year from two-ton blocks of ice from nearby Torn River. Starting from scratch, the hotel starts to take place as soon as the cold season arrives in the Arctic. <laughs> Builders and artists alike work to create a hotel that's very unique every time. If you worry about health and safety while you're at the ice hotel, fear not. The fire marshal, or their equivalent of the fire marshal, still requires that fire alarms be inserted <gasps> with inside every room of the hotel. Hey, look, Flamecopter has to stay somewhere. But okay. it's a big block of ice. Do you think <laughs> that a big block of ice can catch on fire? Anything can catch on fire if you try hard enough. <laughs> what, what did we learn last time that the, the blue flame is cold? Only blue flames at this ice hotel. Join us now for another episode of The, the Patreonicals. Now that I have free time, this is going to go well. Matthew just <laughs> ate people, and we, Isaac's trying to make him a cannibal. Right. But Matthew starts crying because he realizes he doesn't like eating people, and like this isn't him. He doesn't know who he is yet, but he knows that not it's like not this, him Mikey. to eat people. Not, <laughs> not like this. Like this. <laughs> so Isaac kicks him a bunch and tells him he's released all his anger, but not for him. <laughs> Not for you. Isaac says, I will make you pay for the death of my brother. And he sends him down to the torture basement where Mickey Mac lives with hey, Mickey Mac. <laughs> Matthew gets down to the torture basement where Mickey Mac is the chief torturer and now has a friend koala and the koala. And he's like carrying him like a baby. <laughs> he's got a koala Bjorn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like they're just staring at Matthew. And then like Mickey Mac has sheds a single tear because. He can't torture anymore, and he's, like, trying to, but he can't, and, like, he's changing. And His heart's not in it. I get his it. His heart is just not in it. He doesn't yeah. know what to do anymore. Who is he now <laughs> if he can't torture people? Exactly. Mickey Mac is having an existential crisis, but he's made a new best friend. So, <laughs> so there's, there's a little bit of good there. All it took was the love of a koala. <laughs> that is often what it takes. Isaac says he wants Mickey Mac to make Matthew feel so much pain. And Mickey Mac's like, you got it, boss. But then he like starts crying <gasps> or whatever. Winky blinky, but with tears. He, he, he takes his koala outside to chop some wood because he has to deal with these feelings. Then 
then we cut back to the giant battle. I oh, thought they yeah. were escaping from the giant battle already. Hold your questions. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Eddie is leading a bunch of rhinos into a bunch of Mad Max war rigs. But Eddie also has a bunch of dune buggies with his people, but it's mostly rhinos. And um, they start crashing into each other. Uh, Michael is leading the Thunderdome side of things, but Tristam decides to be a hero. And he crashes his dune buggy into the biggest war rig, which is Michael's, who's leading the whole thing. There's oh, a huge wow. crash, and both of them, everybody, everybody um, crashes all down there. And then uh, Michael lives. He gets out. Oh, good. Well, then he tra he stabs, and then the 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 everyone's like so many people are dying on both sides. It's like not there's like basically no winners. But Michael sees Tristan where he crashed into him, and he stabs Tristan in the heart with his uh, fencing swords, and Tristan <laughs> uh, dies. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on one second. Um. <laughs> Michael has some ideas what to do with the body and takes it back to Thunderdomington. In a hijacked doom buggy. Eddie looks around and there's like a lot of dead rhinoceros and people on both oh, sides no. and crashed cars. So Eddie is crying and he was like, is this even worth saving Matthew? Yes. He decides, no, he, do he doesn't think it's <laughs> worth it anymore. He disagrees, Jen. One person isn't worth all this death, Jen. Wow. And so he tries to send a message to Kate. But it doesn't get through. Uh, but he starts to retreat and he's got uh, there's still like surviving stuff, rhinoceros and people. So they go back. They decide to build a giant bigger wall around Mammotopia and live in peace and not worry about Thunderdomington or anything like that. Well, that was bleak. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So you cut to Kate. She's in Thunderdome. Okay. But and they're sneaking around trying to rescue Matthew. Yeah, because oh, cool. Mr. Uh, Bubbles is there with like a shotgun and they're trying to like yeah. sneak around creepy style. They're like walking down a market, like a post-apocalyptic market. Uh -huh. But Mr. Bubbles, it's like someone pushes him and he gets shotgun crazy, kills five dudes. He gets shotgun crazy, which in it five dudes, so he had to reload. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They call and that premeditated. Everyone jumps on them, cut to black. They wake up. They're in an actual Thunderdome. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just Mr. Bubbles and Kate. It's time for justice. Yeah, the voice says, two may enter, one may leave. <laughs> <gasps> no. So it's Kate and Mr. Bubbles? Oh, my God. So will Kate have to kill Mr. Bubbles to make it out alive? What will happen with Tristram's body? Will Matthew decide that he does <laughs> like the taste of human flesh? Find out next week on another episode of The, the Patriarchals. This episode finally brought to you by... Chris. Chris. Hey, Chris. Chris just wants everyone to know that we see you and you are not alone. <laughs> We're watching you. <laughs> <laughs> We're Eric under your bed at night. Oh, wow. I meant Guys, to you're say not alone it. because we're watching you. I know. I meant to say we see you in like a happy way, but it just like, as I was saying it, I was like, oh, that's creepy. Anyways, Chris just wants everyone to know that they are loved and that they are not alone, even though everything's all crazy and fucked up right now. Um, and every day brings more horror. <laughs> but not like the kind you can review on a podcast, like the real world, really right. bad kind. The, yeah. Yeah. That it's, it's all going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. Cause we have each other. And even though you might feel alone, you're not alone. And we see you and we love you and we love you too, Chris. Guys, if we play the theme music, it'll just get stronger. We can't talk about the theme music. Okay. <laughs> Don't everything's fine. Everything's fine. There is no theme music. Shut up, Dad. Shut up. <laughs> I really almost hardcore hit on my neighbor last night. <laughs> Give me some That's details about your neighbor, my dude.
Like, I was walking Macy right outside my front door, and she was the one to deliver a phone charger to her friend. Is she age-appropriate? Yeah, she's age-appropriate. Okay. She was like, hey, Mike, and I was like, what up, girl? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you look super cute. And she's like, it's quarantine chic. And I was like... Wait, did you actually say that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Horror Virgin, everyone. I'm Jen. I'm your horror virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, you guys made me watch the sequel to Paranormal Activity, Paranormal Activity 2. Yes, that's Mm. right. Or as I call it, The Haunting of White Privilege. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Mikey, have you seen this movie before? Yes. When did you first see it? In theaters. I saw it in theaters. Paranormal activities are super scary in theaters. Like, really scary. Yeah, and we all watched it separately because we're still, like, quarantining, right? And I mm-hmm. watched it at night with my girlfriend in our bedroom. It was terrifying. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> Mikey, that wasn't me like that wasn't me hiring you and saying that I'm not single like you are. <laughs> That's, I'm so sorry. I watched it Mikey. alone today. <laughs> Through my, my tears. Well, you could always call your neighbor, Mikey. I'm sure she'd want to watch something with you. So how scared were you when you watched it in the theater, Mikey? It was super scary when I watched it in the theater. Yeah. So how scared were you when you watched it today in the morning at your apartment? <laughs> I was one-fifth scared. Okay, so I'm going to guess a one on the scary scale. I'm interested Jen. to unpack that math. <laughs> so, Jen, what did you think about it when you first saw it? I remember um, going to see this with my brother and my cousin in the theater, I think probably on opening night, too. Like, oh, Because Jesus. I loved the first one. I was really excited about the sequel, so I would have been mm-hmm. really excited to go see this. Me too, Jen. Yeah. Yeah. And, Jen, you watched it by yourself in your house. Like, What did you think about it when you saw it most recently? Well, so I watched it yesterday morning, and it was raining, and I was by myself. Like you just said, I was by myself in my house. And they must have been like collecting trash or something because I kept hearing like <laughs> banging and it really freaked me out. But like I kept hearing noises and it's probably like no house noises, like the dryer stops and it makes like a noise. But I kept hearing it and I was like, holy shit, there's somebody in my house. What the fuck is going on? So it did freak me out. I had a similar experience when we were watching it because we have a lot of cats that live with Natalie and I. And mm-hmm. we were in the bedroom watching it and like sort of right after the first few jump scares that aren't really jump scares. Like they're like subtle things that you're like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, like a door opening slightly or the mo- mobile starting to spin or whatever. So it's like just amping up the creepy. One of our cats attacked another one of our cats and knocked <laughs> over their feeder and it scared the shit out of me. And I, I was like, Natalie, go check and see what that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this, this franchise is what made Gory not want to watch scary movies for like five years. I get that completely. I don't want to watch this. And I said many times while we were watching this, I hate this movie. I hate this movie. I hate yeah. this movie. But mainly because yeah. I was so, so scared. It's not that it's a bad movie. We can Mm -hmm. talk about that later on. I don't necessarily think that it's just super scary and I hate being scared. When I think about the types of the type of scary this movie is, too, it's all mostly jump scare. Although I do think like the the backstory of what this is, is interesting and kind of creepy. But like I do certainly get more of that than you did in Paranormal Activity 1. You do. And I've got some thoughts about that that we'll get into. But like I don't really take this with me. You know, like I'm not still thinking about it and still scared. You know, I wish I could not take this with me like that. I literally slept with the lights on last night. Like I could not. Yeah. And I was making sure my feet were under the covers. And yeah. And then I Mm -hmm. we have two dogs to sleep in the bed with us. And if any one of them moved, I was like, "Ah!" you know, it was (laughs) I was terrified. I wish it didn't stick with me like it does. Let's get to this fucking movie, Jen. 
All right. So we start with producers thanking the families of the deceased and the police of uh, Carlsbad, California. Carlsbad, California is just north of San Diego. In fact, it's still in San Diego County. Yeah, it's San Diego. We have a new family, kind of. And we have someone bringing a new baby home, baby hunter. And he's just like just coming home from the hospital and there's yeah, a little, he's like a legit little baby he is yeah so okay here's where i got confused a little bit because it jumps forward at like a year and a half and doesn't <laughs> and it, tell you doesn't yeah. tell me. i was like hunter looks fucking huge yeah well he looks like a baby and then it automatically you know they just jump cut they don't tell right. you time passes right so yeah they jump cut and now hunter is yeah he's like a toddler i don't know 18 months old yeah, yeah. He's probably almost two years old and he can walk he can yeah. walk i mean he's walking yeah. around the house yeah like by himself and you're like um oh i guess they have two sons but they don't it's just a jump <laughs> yeah. in time i thought that too though mikey 100 percent. well i like that because like if these were home movies that they're taking on their recorder like they don't like put in like hey it's been a year later since our last recording you know what i mean they're just like uh, pushing but it's, record. A, it's supposed to be a produced documentary about this dead yeah. family so they you could put it like, on the screen yeah but they said in the clip like oh i can't believe it's been a year also like how long did it take you to figure that out probably like 10 seconds uh, all right jen that's we don't we don't have to yeah we don't have to dig it that's not fair that, we don't have to dig into that anyways so they're bringing them home and we find out <laughs> and we find out that um there we've got christy who is the mom? And I love how she yeah. said, oh, yeah, I was the one who was in labor for a full day, Dad. You didn't do any work. I think the dad actually does a good job of sort of saying, yeah, I didn't really do anything. Right. Oh, yeah. I do think he's being sarcastic, but I just yeah, thought that yeah, was yeah, a yeah. fun He's definitely line. a better guy than Micah, but like not by much. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell that they have the same level of what it is to be a man, but he is yeah. just slightly better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think part of that is because he's older, you know? Yeah. And Micah, honestly, is the worst. Yeah. He's not I, great. Th- this dad is not much better. I don't know. I got some thoughts on him. He doesn't actively piss me off. I think he fundamentally does not understand what Wynn's capabilities are. But other than that, he's an all right dude. <laughs> I saw a YouTube video and it showed me that Wynn could do anything. Ugh, yeah. yeah. Wynn from inside our house, too. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so they're taking a ha- and we're getting introduced to everyone. So we've got Martine and then we've got Allie, who is the stepsister. And yeah. th- who's the daughter of um, Daniel. And we also know Daniel, I would say, is probably about 10 years older than Christy, maybe a little older. Yeah, I was going to say 7 to 12. But so we're meeting all of the, the cast. Did we talk about the Nanny Martine? The Nanny Martine is honestly, she's like a stereotypical nanny from yeah, Southern California, is. which is not great. But yeah. she is sort of like a hero in this movie, which is she cool. She is. And it seems like, so basically what we're finding, I think this family is just a happy kind of, there's a good dynamic in this family. You know? I don't like, get a weird vibe from any of it. They seem like a happy married couple. Yeah. yeah. And it's sort of a uh, mine, yours, and ours situation. Although Christy didn't have kids from a previous relationship, the right. husband did, but they get along like the yep. teenage daughter really likes the stepmom, which is not a normal dynamic that you see in real life or in movies. Right. And I really liked that because it yeah, makes cool. the, the ghost stuff stand out, you know? Yeah. Um, and so then we hear a doorbell and surprise, it's Katie from the first movie. And we right. find out oh, that Katie heart. is, oh, Mikey's crash. We find oh. out that Katie is Christy's sister. Yes. So it's like extended family from the first movie. And there's a scene where she's holding the new baby Hunter and he's just giving her this weird stare, which you've ever if you've ever seen newborns like that's just what they do. 
But after having seen this movie before, I was looking at this, I was like, what do you know, Hunter? I mean, the baby knows nothing. That's the problem. That's why he's like, oh, my God, there are more people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you look like my mommy, but you're not my mommy. Until it cuts a year and a half later and Hunter's smoking his cigarette. <laughs> he's walking like, down the hallway and he's like, this house is all fucked up. <laughs> it's definitely haunted. Oh. It's just me and the dog. No one listens to us. <laughs> But there is a moment where they're in the pool and Katie is saying she's calling herself the evil aunt and she's saying, I'm not really yeah. evil, but I can be evil sometimes, which I think is a funny little nod to the last movie. Yeah. And what happens in a few months, chronologically speaking? Yeah, because what we'll find out is this is two months before the events of the first movie. And yeah. I we probably can talk about this a little later, but I love how they set this whole thing up in the timeline. I think it's really mm -hmm. well done for a sequel. Would you call it a sequel? I would call this a prequel. It is technically a prequel and a sequel. Yeah, because the end is after the end of the first movie. Okay. I got you. That's fair. So it's been a year since we talked about the first scene of the movie. <laughs> and it's been so, a year for Hunter. Sorry. Go and on. it has. So now we have... Um, <laughs> We get like a little clip of the uh, of like a birthday party or something. And now we see the same house that we've already had the tour of has been trashed. First off, this is a big ass house. Yeah, it's a nice house. I kind of like it better than the first house. Oh, do you? Do you like it? It looks more lived in. I like the style of it better. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's definitely something a house, a more, more of a house I would pick. Mikey, you can just say it has a pool. Yeah, we get it, Mikey. <laughs> I do. I like this house a lot. The only thing I don't like about this house is that glass table in the kitchen with the weird. Oh, you, you can replace chairs. that, Jen. We're not gonna. We're not gonna keep that glass table. The only thing I don't really like about the house is that it's fucking haunted and it needs to get burned to the ground. Other the than people that, people are fine. haunted. Todd, yeah. I'm so tired of like it's not the explaining this to you. <laughs> I refuse like this, to believe it. That family, those two girls are haunted. He's haunt explaining, <laughs> Todd. <laughs> so yeah, they think there's been a break in, right? So they're like, oh my god, they didn't take anything, or did they? Let's check and make sure, right? Yeah. So yeah. Like looking around for that stuff. Yeah, and like the TV is cracked, like everything, like couches are flipped over. It's like fucking destroyed. But there's nothing missing. And she's going through her right. jewelry, and he says, the, she says the only thing missing is the necklace that that her sister Katie made for her, which is interesting because we see Katie making jewelry in the first movie. So that was a nice uh, connection. Yeah. And also it clearly points the finger at Micah. At Mika? Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, he definitely broke in to steal that necklace. Yeah. Was that him in the pool later on? Yes, it was. Yeah, he's in this movie. So speaking of Hunter's room, though, that is the only thing that was not touched. Like that room still looks great. Right. You know? Yeah. Which is nice because that would really freak me out if somebody messed with my kids' rooms. Although the whole thing would freak me out, but just, I don't know, something yeah, about- Yeah, I mean, it's it's still a very, like, horrible thing to be a part of. And so now they go down into the basement <laughs> and we see a bunch of what looks like pee oh, on the floor, which may have been Abby the dog, although I do think they're blaming Abby for something she did not do. And that seems to be where a lot of the, like, haunting stuff is originating. So I wonder, but yeah. they never really expand on that too much. No, but they really focus on whose bikes are still left. Right. Yeah, that's a really right. important because question to answer while you're in this really dirty basement. Like, it's really jam-packed with shit. Right. I totally would not have gone down there to see if anything was stolen. No. You wouldn't have gone down where you keep all your stuff to see what was stolen? I wouldn't have at this point because it's clear that Micah broke it. I think <laughs> Micah and Hunter... 
Yeah. A little tag team. <laughs> it was an inside job, but Micah was the one that initiated it. Right. Because he lost the necklace that Katie made him. It broke. And he knows yeah. that she has one. So he was like, well, I'll just go steal one, but I don't know where she keeps it. That doesn't sound like Micah valuing anything that Katie does. That doesn't sound well, like Micah to me. He doesn't. He's not the best boyfriend. But there's yeah, a exactly. fun deleted scene where he's wearing that bracelet or that necklace, the beaded necklace she made him, and he's like twirling it around because he's really excited. And it breaks and the beads scatter everywhere. And then <gasps> Hunter happens to walk into the kitchen at that exact moment and they both slip on banana peels like going in opposite directions. I like how they didn't slip on the beads. That's the misdirection. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What you pan out to see is that there are like a sideshow bob level of banana peels all over this kitchen on the floor. <laughs> oh my god. I mean it was really funny but they didn't feel like it fit with the overall tone <laughs> of the movie so they cut it. I mean that does not surprise me too much. Yeah. <laughs> okay so now dad is getting security camera or surveillance cameras put in and I like that they explained yeah the use of these cameras. I liked it too. It do, it's definitely a good framing. It is, yeah. And I think the one of the things that I like better about the second movie than the first is the use of all the different cameras and how you pan through the house, you know? Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm not faulting the first movie, but like we get the handheld from the first movie and we get to see a lot more action. They end up getting like six cameras, I think. I think it's super realistic. You know, you had a break yeah. in. You want to catch whoever's doing it if it happens again. So, yeah, and boom. you've got the money to do it. Yeah, you know? right? Yeah, super rich. Yeah, because, you know, your, I guess, great-grandmother made a deal with the devil in the 1930s. Yeah, and Doug owns a, a Burger King franchise, I think. Oh, does he? <laughs> I think so. Here's where the movie falls apart, because their great-grandmother made a deal for wealth, but Katie and what's the other girl's name? Are not wealthy? Are not wealthy. Why do you think they're not wealthy? Because it's Micah in the current coin purse place that get him that house. Okay, yes, I agree. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that they also aren't wealthy. Like, we don't see any evidence that they don't have well, money That's themselves. true. Katie definitely does have a House Hunters-esque She's like, I'm a homemade jewelry maker. Our budget's $3.4 million. Yeah. And Micah owns coinpurse.com. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> budget $17 million. Anyway, we got a camera on the front door. We got a, or seeing like the walk up to the house. We've got a camera yes. over the pool. We've got one yeah. in the living room. We've got one in the kitchen. And we've got one in Hunter's room. And then we are going to see some handheld cameras, one with night vision, but they're not really in play yet. And there's one in the foyer. Yes, there is one that we can see the front door. Yeah. And yeah. then one where the we steps. can see outside yeah. of the house. Yeah. My so that's favorite the camera is the pool camera because all the rest of them are really scary. And then they intermittently cut to the pool, which is like the least scary cut of I every know. movie. I swear, man, that pool vacuum got more screen time than the boyfriend. <laughs> It did. I think it did. Yeah. Like 100%. That, that pool vacuum is by itself on screen for easy four and a half, five minutes. And the boyfriend's in two scenes. I mean, they're like, yeah. there's like doors slamming, pods falling, pool self-cleaning. It did freak me out, though, because I kept seeing it move, you know, and I was like, oh, shit. But one of the things I think is great is like you when you're doing a found footage movie like this, you're looking like at every corner of the screen and you're trying to figure out what's yes. moving, what's like, which I love about found footage. Oh, I hate so it. So then we see night one and there's nothing happening. But this is when we kind of just get an establishing shot of what these screens are supposed to be right. showing. Well, and what I like about this series, it's like it's not like the conjuring. Like these are like obviously haunted houses or whatever. But like this series, it's like it's just suburbia. It's like anybody's house, which I think is a scarier aspect because it's not the house. It's the people. It's the people, Todd. No, I mean, I get it. But why would you not try and run like with the child at some point? And yeah. just get away. Like, no one ever tries to get away. And I understand that, like, they would still be haunted, but 
run away from where the demon is, at least right now. That's like saying someone who walks in your house with a gun. You're like, well, I'm, I can't solve the situation by burning it down. So I'm going to stand here and wait for them to shoot me. Right. Like, it makes no sense that they take no action to stop this from happening. No, the dad should have burned the wife and he would have saved both of the oh, kids. No, 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 That's no, how no. it works in hereditary, right? So the next day we see Abby, the dog scratching at the basement. And then we see Hunter like crawling up the stairs and he's super cute. Yeah, he's a cute little kid. The, the dog and the baby in this movie are like really great performances from dogs and babies. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know how long it took them to get all of that stuff, but they are great. Yeah, I love that every time the baby's sleeping, the dog is like in that room protecting uh-huh. Hunter. I thought that Standing that was guard. awesome. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I like that dog. And then we see Martine and she's... She is, remember, the live-in. I guess she's like a live-in housekeeper because she seems to be doing a lot more than just being a nanny. Yeah, and when she gets fired, spoiler alert, he, like, takes a suitcase out with him. So, like, I do think she was, like, living in their guest house or whatever. Right. This family's so stupid rich. Yeah, they're definitely Mikey-level rich. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have a maid. Where's my driver? <laughs> All right. So Martine and Allie are talking and we see that they get along very well and it's really sweet. Yes. But she's talking about blessing the house and she's speaking in Spanish and they're kind of communicating with each other. Um, and she's saying she's trying to get rid of bad spirits and bring in the good spirits. And we don't like they have clearly been in this house for a while. So it's not yeah. like this house has always had bad spirits, but they don't really go into that too much. We just notice her blessing the house and we are led to believe that this is kind of a new thing. But the dad was like, I've caught her doing this stuff before. So I think she's blessed the house before. Yeah. And I mean, if that's a part of your beliefs or your religion, you might just do right. that whenever you are in mm-hmm. a new space, you know? Yeah. And that could be true. But also I get the impression that Martine is a relatively new here because the stepdaughter would not have needed a nanny like that. Maybe she was, she's also like a maid on some level. So she I may think have she been was there just living help. Yeah. Yeah. So she may have been there before, but I got the impression that she was new ish with the baby. Like she had, she had yeah. been there a year, just like Hunter had been there a year, a little over a year. But when he fires her, he's like, I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm so sick. You know, I don't, we've talked about it this. before. We've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's fair. So I, I don't really know, but I, in my head canon, as Mikey would say, that's like how I thought of it. You're right, Mikey. She may have just been living help. So now we see Christy playing with the baby and then somebody screams and it's because of a clogged up toilet and this kind of annoyed me because it's like that spider moment in the first movie where we, we think it's a ghost but it's just like somebody yeah left it's the stepdaughter thing. yeah after right. she coils off some cable torques and cable yeah after she torques out some cable that's what it was mikey that's right <laughs> and tries to blame it on somebody else and i think maybe that's just to kind of keep something interesting happening in the first part of this movie because like there's n- it it ramps up towards the end a lot but the first part of this movie it doesn't really do that much you know so now we're grilling again yeah i mean they're just living their life like their super privileged life where they have friends over and they go <laughs> swimming and you know the dad is like wrestling the pool yeah. vacuum which he doesn't know is haunted and he should not be doing um so yeah and we're <laughs> getting like Micah and Katie coming over yes. and they're talking and all of that and the, stuff. The dad, Christy and the dad are going out for a date. And then the next morning, Mika, like yeah. they spent the night as babysitters so that the, her sister could have a night out, which is really nice. Yeah, it's great. Um, but so we do see Mika there and they're hugging and we get like info on the screen that it was 60 days before he dies. Right. So now we have introduced a Mika clock. <laughs> yeah. We have a ticking Mika clock. <laughs> A ticking Mika clock. <laughs> Which, incidentally, is also my favorite Pokemon character. What element is he? Because I'm learning a lot about Pokemon these days. Uh, he's an he's a element of douche. He's a mm. douche element? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. He just throws <laughs> coins at you from his giant coin purse. 
This is where I think we talk about how the dad owns like a Burger King location or something. Or franchise, like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I went, yeah. But he's talking about like, hey, I went to Burger King and they didn't give me free food because of like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my anyway. being a douche again. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then they say not all Burger Kings are like the same. Like, not all, we don't own all right. Burger Kings, right? And I do think that he's kidding. Like, I don't think he seriously walked up to Burger King and was like, hey, I know the owner, give me all the Big Macs. Do you but not, you don't know because yeah. it's, it's Micah. Yeah, I was about to say, do you not think that that's at least a possibility? I mean, and I, and, I, and I, he might be kidding, but everybody hates his humor. So they're just like, yeah. okay, Micah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like Thanksgivings. This is when Daniel the dad is showing him his camera. So I think this is like planting the seeds for when Micah's oh. going to Oh, it want definitely is because they don't have one yet. And Micah is talking about, ooh, I love the features on this. And this is when right. Micah takes the camera and is like talking to Katie through the camera, a lot like the first movie. Uh, uh -huh. and it's when they're in the pool. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm um, sure Mikey really liked this part of the movie. Oh, <laughs> I would never. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, you know, you have a little bit of crush on Katie. He likes he's a swim enthusiast. Okay. Yeah, and, and he, he might say he's a swim fan. Mm. <laughs> he does love her brown eyes. Katie, she has hazel or blue eyes, first off. Yeah. And they're green sure. or blue. And they they think they go in between. Mikey, you gotta look up where her eyes are to answer that question correctly, <laughs> not where her boobs are boobing. She makes it hard to look up in this movie. I will tell you that. She <laughs> Oh my God, Mikey! Uh, <laughs> That's not my fault. That's not my fault. I do, I do. She has really pretty eyes. Anyways, okay. So now they're playing with Hunter and talking about how he can open doors and talking about the break-in. And Christy is saying it feels like there there's somebody still here. It felt like it was personal, and it feels like whoever broke in is always here. And she gets this feeling like when she was little. And that's really all we say about that, right? But um, Katie and her definitely know what that means. Yes, and we'll find out more about it, but it's just, I like how they kind of start weaving this in. Yeah. So now Chrissy's playing with Hunter and feeding him, and then she hears a noise, and she goes investigates, um, and we don't really see anything happen at this point, but we do hear some noise. And then we see it's now night three, and Hunter is standing up in his crib, um, just chilling, and waving at something in the corner or the window that we can't see. These are the creepiest scenes. I know, I agree. The stuff with the baby, like, I fucking yeah. hate. Oh, my God. I'm just, like, on edge the whole yeah. time. There was this moment when my daughter was like around two, one or two, and I went in and I her lamp had gone out because I think the the light just died. Um, but she was like crying and upset and I was trying to like comfort her. And then I asked her what was wrong and she just looked at me and she pointed to the corner ceiling and it Ugh. freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. Did you leave the room? Like Yeah, and then we burned the house down. You should have. And listen, collect <laughs> the insurance <laughs> money, and that's how you ended up with the beautiful house you have today. Exactly. Listen, yeah. it's oh a win-win, Mikey. It was the birth of the podlock. And has she been haunted since then? Um, not that I know of. Mikey, although it's foolproof. <laughs> it's the best. So the next day, we noticed that the pool cleaner robot, which yes. looks like a ladybug. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. It's a really cute vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I agree. They spend Mikey. a lot of time on this movie on this pool cleaner. They do. It has a lot of screen time. I'm not even joking. I literally mentioned that many times to Natalie while we were watching it. I like it. It's like a delightful little character. You know, it's like it reminds me of DJ Roomba from Parks and Rec. You know, I honestly thought it was a little BB-8. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is definitely the R2D2 of the Paranormal Activity <laughs> franchise. Absolutely. It keeps getting out of the pool at night to warn the family. That's what yes, it is. It's just trying to so. save them. It's not haunted. Mm -hmm. It's helpful. 
Yep. Yeah. And then Dan like changes all the settings. And now it's set to jump. <laughs> right. So now they're looking at childhood pictures and we see this picture of Katie. And it's the picture that we saw in the first movie that was burned in the attic. And she's yeah, like, I yeah, don't yeah. know how the fuck this got here. Yeah. So we see this and it's not burned. Oh, oh did you not catch that? You didn't catch that, no. Mikey? Oh, okay. So when they when they put it back on them, the picture appeared at their house. Right. So, Jen, let me just say this. I'm, I'm noticing a pattern with Mikey. Any scene that Katie's in, he doesn't really remember what happens because he was so <laughs> stunned by her beautiful brown <laughs> eyes. He couldn't handle it. I hope she tweets me back. But a scene with a pool cleaner, he can tell you minute by minute what happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like what quadrant of the pool it was if in. If PBB-8's on screen, he knows what happened. PBB-8 is pool BB-8 for the record. <laughs> I hope Katie tweets me back, man. Honestly, it could be the beginning of a beautiful romance. Yeah, it's definitely how that's going to turn out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, but we see this picture and it's not burned yet. It just looks like a normal picture. So now we've introduced a picture clock into the movie. <laughs> now, we have two consecutive clocks. We have a picture and clock and a Mika clock. This, this is not the definition of a and clock. And they're synchronized by BB-8. That's his function in the movie. PB-8, guys. PB-8, sorry. Yeah. Anyways, okay. I would, okay, listeners, it really does just cut back to the pool in between every Mikey, scene of the movie. 100%. I want a PB-8 count. <laughs> yeah. And not just how many times PB-8 appears. I want minutes on screen because it's not seconds. It is minutes on screen. And then I want to compare that to the boyfriend who actually gets credit for this movie and he is on screen less than PB-8 and the fact that PB-8 does not show up in the IMDb is a travesty <laughs> I think we need to fight for robot rights this is ridiculous we gotta make a stand somewhere guys he's credited he was played by Willem Dafoe PB-8 <laughs> was William Dafoe yeah he made the, the voice sounds you know they overdubbed it a little bit with Jemaine Clement he's and they kind so of like layered it's them both so, so it good. wouldn't stand out <laughs> And then they had to put all the sound underwater. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. So we get a nice little fun scene with Martine and Allie and Allie's boyfriend. And Martine doesn't really like Allie's boyfriend. But anyways, um, the parents are going well, out. Martine doesn't really like Allie's boyfriend because Martine knows what a 16-year-old boy wants. And we exactly. find out later when he's using the Ouija board that what yes. every 16-year-old boy wants is Hunter. I'm sorry, pussy. Sorry, my bad. My bad. <laughs> that Ouija board joke with the boyfriend, though. It's, it's fire. That's a That's, real Mikey I, joke. I, was hilarious. I, can, I can see you doing Is that it? now, Mikey. Yeah. Good luck <laughs> on that joke. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, Jim. Come on. That was funny. <laughs> I mean, to I be in the middle of a really scary movie where no one's really funny, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, that's what a 16-year-old boy doesn't have subtlety. Although I will True. say this, guys. It's clear to me that what really happened is Allie and the boyfriend killed everyone in the family and took the baby because she yeah. happened to be on a class trip when the uh -huh. murders went down. Right. Do we ever see the boyfriend and PBB-8 in scenes together? Do <laughs> no. we see them in the no. same place at the same time? They were having an affair? No, I think they're the same people, same person. Yeah. They do yeah. look very similar. Yeah, Willem Dafoe has a very wide range, guys. He's very subtle. Anyway. <laughs> okay, anyways. So now Martine is home alone with the baby, and we're hearing banging. And she goes to investigate, and she's hearing, like, it sounds like something is, like, running across the side of the house or something. Or on the um, roof we, or, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And the, the parents are on the parents are um, on a date or something, and Allie's with yeah. her boyfriend. So it literally is just Martine and the baby who's upstairs. Yes, yeah. And then we hear a big bang, and Hunter wakes up and starts crying. Can we talk about how this married couple goes on more dates than like single people or people who are just dating? Mikey, this is just because we're quarantined. <laughs> And you can't go out. Like, have you ever met a couple with a toddler go out once a week? That's fair. Maybe that's fair. But like Natalie and I, like before quarantine, we would make an effort to go on a date like once uh, no, a week. When yeah. I'm dating someone, yeah, I do go I on mean, dates a lot. We live together and we still do that, Mikey. Yeah, but I yeah. mean like. But we don't, have, have, we don't have a baby. Like I understand your point. Yeah, we don't yeah. have a baby. They have a live-in nanny though. Yeah. I would go out all the time. You know how yeah. many movies I would see if I had a live-in nanny? She would see movies more than her children's faces. No. <laughs> oh, my God. And they stay out late, too. It's like 1230 when they're yeah, coming back. What the hell are they doing? They're trying to get loose, baby. Well, it's, it's not like Christy has to get up for anything. The next oh, day. Oh, now <laughs> you're going to shame a stay-at-home mom, Jen? No, wow. no. The work she does in the home, Jen, is valued and valuable. And we that should treat true. her as someone who does valuable work. Uh, she actually outsourced that work to Martinez. <laughs> I mean, that's part of why you don't go out, even if you can get babysitting. Because when you've got a one-year-old, you're going to get up in the middle of the night. And you're going to have to be sober all that time. <laughs> You're going to have to like get up early. And honestly, it's a lot of work to tell Martine what to do all day. Yeah. Martine, get the baby. I'm hungover. <laughs> Guys, I just realized that I really want to be rich. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh. I do like Martine in this movie, though. Uh, Martine's um, awesome. Yeah. So we, when we get up to Hunter's room, the dog is barking at something we don't see in Allie's room. So we know something yeah. is up. Um, and then we cut to Martine walking around holding Hunter and saging the house. And she's doing that yeah. little motion where she's blessing the house, but she's got the burning sage in her hand. It's like a, like a cross motion or whatever. Yeah. 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 My mom does that in every new place I move into. She sages the fuck out of it. Yeah. Really? Hey, and you know, Who's if your... that makes you feel better about where you live, go for it. You know, yeah. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but I do know that the dad does not like it. And also like the baby is breathing that in. So if that were my child, I might not want her to do that with a baby in her arms too. You know, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that, type of smoke does any damage i have no idea and i don't dislike the smell of sage that's why i let my mom do it in all my new places like i'm just like sure let's whatever i don't think i would have fired her on the spot though oh he didn't he waited till the he next morning where she could pack up well, yeah. no but i mean like he's like yeah, but i mean he fires her for it which i think yeah. is a little because she's like going above and beyond in every other capacity yeah i mean here. you do want your nanny to protect your house and your children from things you know foreign domestic and spiritual she, yeah. she's going above yeah. and beyond yeah and like she gets along with everyone it's hard to find a nanny that like fits in with oh the she's like a member of the family at least in, uh, mm -hmm. like the stepdaughter treats her like a like great yeah. they, they have a great relationship yeah and and so what we see next is the dad is asking her to stop and like as and then we see her with a suitcase and he's walking her out and says you know i'm sorry i just don't want this in my house which i mean it's his house and yeah. if that's not something he's comfortable with then i mean it's his right to not want it and we do he has mentioned he's asked her to stop before so yeah. i don't think this was an isolated incident i do hate that he fired her because i really like that character and i think it would have helped him out a lot if she had been there yeah because when she leaves the house and stops doing her hocus pocus like that's when shit hits the fan right well and there would have been somebody there who could have seen some of this coming and known like 
what to do to kind of keep it from getting out of control. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, and this is another scene where Christy is recording Hunter trying to get him to say Dada. And he's looking at something in the room. And she, yeah. she will say later, like, he can't focus on me. He was focused on something else in the room. And it's like it kept moving around or something. And that's creepy. He's like trying yeah. to go hide in the closet. And this is when I noticed that this baby is doing a really great job you know you mean acting uh-huh <laughs> or just I, acting or just being a baby because i thought i was just doing a great job at both yeah well, both but i mean it's like i can tell that it's like distracted by so like whatever they did to get that performance mm-hmm. it's effective here you know yeah see what you don't know is that's actually not a baby it's world-renowned baby actor charles von rosdale oh chuck and he's known he's known for this yeah he's known for being able to look exactly <laughs> Like a baby, but they had to scale everything down. Oh, it's like they, yeah. they had to film it. Uh, like, honey, I shrunk the kids. So you see, Jen, Todd knows him so well because Todd gave him acting lessons because no one acts like a baby better than Todd. <laughs> I saw that joke coming and I was powerless to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> he may or may not be my most prized student. I do like the idea of like three times the size crib in the nursery just yeah. so like this normal sized person can pretend to be a baby. It's all <laughs> filmed spending Lord of the all Rings this money style. on yeah. like the Lord of the Rings effect. Yeah. What you don't see is how many apple boxes they went through because the entire cast had to stand on them the whole time. <laughs> And they kept like crashing through because they're <laughs> apple boxes. <laughs> oh, it's almost like it wasn't a good choice. Anyways, so now Allie is painting her nails. <laughs> okay, so now Allie is painting her nails, and Dad shows him his new, her his new, not creepy at all night vision camera. Yeah, I don't um, love the way they introduce the night vision thing. I honestly think the way Mika introduces it makes me more comfortable as an adult man. Because I don't want him to introduce that with his daughter. His teenage daughter. I didn't oh, like I it. did not get a creepy vibe. He like turns live. I was like, look how cool this night vision is. You look like a monster. Which you is look like, like a, a possum. Kinda, yeah. It's a dad thing to do. Well, that's fair. I, I mean, I'll grant you that. Yeah. Maybe my head's just not in the same place. <laughs> and then she holds yeah. up her toes with her nail polish and she says, I'm a monster. <laughs> I'm a possum No cause she's like Get out of my room Yeah which is a reaction You give your dad When they're just in your room Showing off their night vision And like turning off All the lights on you Yeah But this is also When we find out That Allie is mad Because he fired Martine Yes. And that she really likes it and that she's kind of on board for this witch stuff, you know, or ghost stuff. Right. Yeah. She wants mm-hmm. it to be haunted. She's really excited. The house might be haunted. And dude, I was like, this is so dumb. I hate the daughter. This is the worst. Like no one wants their house to be haunted. And then she said, it might be mom. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so sad right now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that they put that in. It was such an immediate turn. Like yeah. I was I was so mad that they were having this conversation. And then I, immediately my heart broke. And I was like, oh, You're like, oh that's why. Yeah. yeah. But like just the way they wrote that or like th- that they planned that. It's just such an amazing way to show what this character's motivation is, because it could just be a teenage girl who's like really wants to play Bloody Mary or something, you know. But I really like that motivation yeah. a lot, and it did make me really sad. It, like, answers the question of, were they divorced? Does she go live with her mom uh-huh. part of the year or whatever? But no, it's, you know, the saddest possible right. outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just makes you think, like, what would you do? You know, what would you yeah. try to contact someone? Yeah. From what I've learned in 108 uh, episodes or whatever, absolutely don't try and contact them ever. No. That is we're always find opening that up out. a can of worms. <laughs> and you only end up contacting someone who's not the person you want to contact and that person's trying to kill you now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not a person, it's a demon. Yeah, and listen, PB-8 cannot help you. <laughs> so we're at night eight 
and we see more of the pool cleaner thing. And the- <laughs> gotta love that PBA. <laughs> so she hears a noise in his room, and she's up, and she's like looking out the window. And then she keeps hearing noises. And then as she's looking out the window, we see the door open all the way by itself. And yeah. then she hears it. And she puts him down. And then she goes and looks at the window. And then we hear a big noise. And we uh. find out the next day that it was a bird that flew into the window and died. Yeah. It's which horrible. Is yeah. But that big but she, noise scared the shit out of me. It's, yeah. it's scary when that happens. So um, now Hunter is playing. And this is just a quick little thing. But the sister puts the camera, the handheld camera down right in front of the monitor. And we hear some like spooky noises coming from the monitor. And it lights up a little bit. All right. So now we got night 10. This yeah. is the night of the pan. Um, and so as we're panning around the house. <laughs> oh, and as we're panning around the house. I see wow. what you did there, uh, Jim. <laughs> that was unintentional, but I will uh, allow pun it. intentional. Ah, pan intentional. <laughs> so the pan falls and Christy goes to check it out and she puts it back up and then we see a light go out out from outside and it just gets darker and then as she's there the pan falls from right behind her again and she runs yeah. out there. Uh, but I mean yeah. listen I mean the fact that it fell twice clearly shows that she just doesn't know how to hang up pans, right? Exactly. Right? She just doesn't understand hooks. You know? And listen, it was Martine that had done it every time before then. And unlike, right. and unlike Candyman, she does not understand hooks. You're right, Jen. Right. Absolutely. And we're being like facetious. But yeah, no, I, yes, we are joking, Jen. Yeah, clearly. And we'll find out why in a minute. I do sort of like how they do ramp up all the scares from things that could be just happenstance, right? Yes, could be explained away. Uh, and eventually it gets to there's no fucking way this is not a haunting of a demon or something, mm-hmm. right? And this is one of those things that could be just it yes. happened. That kind of stuff does happen. And that's what the husband is saying. The next morning when she's telling him about it, he's saying, well, maybe he just didn't put it up right. The fact that it's up there twice or fell twice, like that's mm. probably indicative of the fact that you don't know how to hang things up, which is ridiculous, uh-huh. but that's how he explains it away. <laughs> he's like, exactly. I'll get it. We'll get another maid. well and so but they're also talking about why the pool cleaner keeps coming out of the pool every day just like hey shit's happening and the Allie and the sister christy are starting to notice but before that katie and mika are over and they're playing in the pool and so the sisters are talking and they're talking about what happened when they were little and like did they used to do seances and katie does not want to talk about it and christy doesn't remember hardly anything about it oh no they're all talking about it in the pool yeah they all are yeah Right, yeah. right, yeah. Who is the older sister? Is it Katie or Christine? I think it's Katie, but I'm not 100% okay. yeah, sure. Yeah, Katie, I think, is the older sister. Okay, that would make sense. And I realize that the reason the demon is attacking the younger sister is because she's the one that had a son, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Allie's really into the idea of a seance, and Katie does not want to talk about it at all. Yeah. Um. And so now they're watching footage of the pool cleaner just like BB-8ing itself out of the pool. Which PB-8ing, I guess is yes. PB-8ing, which is not a function that normal PB-8s are No, but this pb eight is going above and beyond, wants to clean the, I guess, the area around the pool, the pool too. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, going above and beyond. Yeah, the pool vestibule. Yeah. The vestibule. I'm going to tell you right now, even if I lived in a haunted house and this pool cleaner kept coming out, I still would not chalk it up to the haunt. I'd be like, look, the pots are falling, the, the doors are slamming. The pool thing is just not related to this. It's just a pool cleaner. Here's really? what you do. You, you put yeah. PB-8 in your kitchen and he cleans all the pots up. <laughs> Solves no, two I mean, problems. Well, if, if he's in your kitchen cleaning up, he's technically an RB8, a Roomba B8. Yeah. Right. 
But it's not like the pool's not getting clean. It's gorgeous. I mean, like, room. It's, it's not like the haunting is screwing up anything out there. Mikey, no one's saying that PB8's not doing his job. Exactly. What we're saying is that it may also be haunted. Yeah, no, he like, just wants a little me time. Okay. It's not. What, what has happened? It's outside the pool. That's not scary at all. Like, it's, it's literally not scary at all. Well, except that it can't get out of the pool and somebody is getting it out of the pool. But it shows it getting out of the pool later. It actually looks like it gets out of the pool by itself, not that someone's pulling it out. Like it became self-aware? It literally just like drives up the side and over the lip and just starts yeah. vacuuming around, which I thought it was just him going above and beyond. I get it. Yeah. Now, look, I have not seen all of Wally. But I do How think have this you is seen part of some that of Wally, but not all of Wally? <laughs> what kind of monster turns off Wally halfway through, Jen? It's so turn good. Turn it off. Jim. I just walked out of the room because it was. What like, kind of monster <laughs> walks out of the room during Wally? Oh, this is up. insane. Oh wow. Oh my I god. Feel Wally, I think it's my favorite shamed. Pixar film. Right. Wow. Uh, isn't he a lamp? Uh, I can't. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm walking out of the podcast. Oh my god. What kind of monster walks out partway through <laughs> no Jen this Anyways. would be justified this would be justified so let's see this is when Allie and the dad are having the conversation about how they want like she's excited that it might be haunted because what if it's mom yeah um and so it broke let's my see. Heart. but dad is kind of trying to explain it away that Christy is just real stressed out and her hormones which I was like uh no she's yeah it's not to me like he was like trying to say it was like postpartum depression-y right right and that's what was going Going on. Yeah, and I mean, he doesn't come across as overly dismissive. He just, I think he really just doesn't believe any of this. And he's like, I think no. that's what it is. I think he just doesn't believe. He probably doesn't like practice any sort of religion. And he's very like, you know, he just doesn't believe any of that kind of stuff exists, which believe me, I 100% get. And I think. <laughs> Whatever. You would be scared shitless I if would. anything no, was no, no. happening. I would. I mean, even with my beliefs on like religion and stuff like that, uh-huh. I would still be terrified in this situation and I would handle it very differently. But he. He's just the kind of person who doesn't necessarily believe. And so because of that, it, none of it matters. Right. Like right. for me, I would burn the house out and leave. Yeah. Yeah. I'd pull what I call a gin where I burn my house down and then go buy a new one with the insurance money. Works every uh, time, guys. Every time. They'll never catch on. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because we're going to burn this episode down, too. So <sighs> now we're at night 11 and I might have been getting these nights mixed up because eh, it's a family talking. It all looks the same. Yeah, I get every you. night looks yeah. the same, Jen. No one cares. <laughs> You're doing great. Well, And all we really see is Hunter is now looking at the window and like baby talking to something in the window that we yeah. can't see and the dog also sees it yeah the dog's like almost growling at it. it's not growling but it's, yeah. like in a, it's in a like an attack type posture and that's when i was like this dog is amazing yeah. because yeah. you can tell by his doggy language that he is like on guard <laughs> but he's not actually barking yet so when he does bark it escalates the situation yeah this i would dog. say that the dog and the baby are the best actors in the movie i agree 100 percent. and they say never share the screen with a baby or an animal that's like a real thing <laughs> actors say I, I thought about that too todd yeah and now I know why. I didn't realize it was a cautionary tale about uh, paranormal activity, too, but it is. I, I didn't realize it was a cautionary tale about this podcast and why I'm not famous yet. Wait, am I the I'm dog the or the baby? baby and a dog. Yeah, so you're the baby. I'm clearly the dog, Mikey. Oh, man. I mean, they're not like super defined roles. So there's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, guys. So the next day, dad says there's something they should see. 
And I thought for a minute, oh, he's finally taking this seriously. Yeah. But no. He taught PB-8 a new trick. He turned him against everyone. Yeah. He turned. <laughs> this is when PB-8 becomes Darth Vader. No. <laughs> You've clearly not seen any of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> I've seen them all. But I walked out halfway through and then just kept Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. I can't. So... BB-8 jumps out in their face and scares everyone. And so now Christy is mad. And I kind of see where she's coming I from. I was mad because it scared me, too. <laughs> I was real guys, mad. I was like, how dare like, PB-8 turn on me like this? This would be me as the I'm dad. Cause I'd be like, I figured it out. I figured out how it's getting out of the pool every day. <laughs> and I showed him. They're like, fuck you. Yeah. They turned <laughs> yeah. on him immediately. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah. no, I figured yeah. it out. We don't have to be scared. And they're like, you're the worst. Yeah. And he is, Mikey. You're a monster, Mikey. <laughs> um, but Christy's kind of mad. And she's like, you're not taking me seriously. Right. And so he's like, oh, I just want my fun wife back who's not doesn't have any problems. So we should go out on a date. Another um, date. <laughs> and this one without Martine. So they make the stepdaughter watch Hunter, which I don't think is crazy. She is old enough to babysit. It's, it's almost like your marriage is happier when you have a live-in nanny maid. <laughs> As long as that nanny maid is not. I want my fun wife back. You're always doing laundry and taking care of the baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like being sad about things and having problems and being oh annoyed by me. You don't like being shot in the face by our PBA <laughs> It's a vacuum, Jen. How dare you belittle the oh, work that me. it does? It provides value and should be given respect for the value it provides. Give <laughs> I apologize. It's a pool worker, okay? Yes. Yes. Getting shot in the face is how Little Hunter... We're not doing this again, Mikey. <laughs> Getting shot in the face at the pool is how Little Hunter came about. It actually says that the fireplace was how oh, Little Baby Hunter true. And also, if, if, if she got yeah. shot in the face, Little Hunter would not have come about. Right, because that's not where it goes. And I really love um, Christy's dress in this moment because it's backless and it's really cool. I was like, oh, I want that dress. But anyway, they're getting ready <laughs> so and she's Katie going through all is, the babysitting uh, Mikey's stuff crush, for Allie. And Christy is Jen's crush. <laughs> this is what I'm learning right here. I mean, what color are Christy's eyes, Jen? They're up here, brown. not where her back is backing. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that dress, though. And I like I actually her think haircut. she has blue eyes. Anyways. All right. So now Allie is reading and we get a nice little jump scare from boyfriend yes. who I was wondering how Todd was going to take that. I, okay. So he doesn't bang on the window immediately or the glass door. I should say he doesn't bang on it immediately. Right. He like mm. sticks his head in and that's what scared me is that I, like this thing appeared and didn't make a sound. Once he actually banged on the glass door, I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. But like when he just orbed up on it, that's what scared me the most. Yeah. And I actually didn't notice that. Um, I think I might have been looking down at my outline or something, but that's interesting. Yeah. But I immediately hate him because he brought over a Ouija board. Oh, did he bring that over? I thought that they I had I think she asked him. I think I she know. asked him to bring that over. Well, yeah, that would so make too. sense because she wants to make contact with the ghost. He probably yes. stopped In my mind, at Target to buy that on the way over. Like, oh my God. Don't ever date a guy who brings a Ouija board to your house. He is just respecting her ask. Yeah. She asked for that. Also, don't ever ask a guy to bring a Ouija board there over you your go. house. That is a better Ouija thing to say. Ouija boards will yeah. get your house haunted. Yeah. Ouija boards, never, never a good idea. Don't do it. If you're asking a guy to come over, it doesn't matter what you ask him to go by. He's going to go do it and he's going to yes, bring it over. Yeah. He is. Oh, you need a Ouija board and like yeah. a burned Bible? Yeah, I'll be right there. Hang on one second. Let me burn my father's Bible. <laughs> yeah, I'll quick. be right there. Yeah, come on. Your parents are out <laughs> for the night? Yeah, I'll be right there. Let me get that Ouija board, burn that Bible. Okay, so here's what bothers me a little bit. Did he know that cameras were installed? That's like my biggest question question because oh, he's yeah. like making these horrible jokes 
you know, he's spelling out knowing pussy that her and dad stuff. can yeah. see it on the Ouija board. Does he know that this is on video? Well, I would say yes because as someone who gets recorded making horrible jokes often. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. So the Mikey. dad told him he'll Hell edit yeah. it out. <laughs> she's trying to talk to the ghost and she's like, what do you want? And then he spells out mm-hmm. the P word, which, yes. but very slowly. I wrote in my notes, gross, dump him. <laughs> I don't like she that. thought it was hilarious. She did. She like, did. I, in comedy, the, the one thing that I've learned is you got to know your audience. Mm-hmm. And I think right. he knew his audience because she thought it was funny. She did think it was funny. So funny that she didn't take him seriously seconds later when he's saying, no, I'm really, I'm not spelling ass this time. Like, yeah, I'm really not moving this thing. Well, yeah. no, I mean, he's spelling and out Hunter. He is yeah. spelling out Hunter and they both are, but she's not really paying attention. Well, and she I, takes her hands off of it at some point and he's mm-hmm. still spelling it out. Yeah. And we don't ever like see them make that connection. They no. might. But what we do see is upstairs and where his name's written on the door, just so we remember yeah. that it was Hunter, which I don't think we need it, but whatever. This scene bothered me a little bit because she knows that there are cameras all over the house. <laughs> so either <laughs> the parents know he's coming over and are cool with it, like they're just fine with it. And they don't really do anything super inappropriate that we see anyway. So. You know, they right. might be operating under the, under the assumption that no matter where they are, they can see him, right? Uh, and they, nev- mm. they never go to her room where there isn't a camera. So Counter- like, Counterpoint, you know- she altered the footage. <laughs> That's why nothing is shit. It just cuts right there. Yeah, she pulled a speed uh-huh. where it just loops the footage <laughs> yeah. from them in the, in the front room and they went to her room. And, uh. she, she does the joke and then like she just cuts the black right there. And then it cuts to the pool to B- PB-8. To PB-8, who's, who's the vacuum distraction for their makeout set. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to jump out the pool to stop them from having sex. <laughs> PBA's always being a bro. Uh huh. All right. So later that night, dog is still standing guard in Hunter's room, and Allie is now asleep on the couch, and she's just watching TV. And then it starts to static. Oh, this scared the shit out of me, man. Yeah, because it's like she there's a really loud noise, and she startles awake, and everything goes well, back. Well, to then normal. also like the a shadow surrounds her body. Yeah, yeah. So it's like this. It mm-hmm. goes to static, and it's this progressive like crescendo of sound and shadow covering her. And then as yeah. she like wakes up, that's when everything goes away. The shadow goes away, the static goes away, and the TV comes back on. It's terrifying. It was scary. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. Um, and so she like is hearing some noises from outside. Oh, and she walks up and she notices that the front door is open like six inches, which is so fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, and so she goes upstairs and then she hears another big noise from outside. And she's kind of, this house is so big that she's able to look out the window above the giant doors. Yeah. And so she makes mistake number one. She goes outside to look at the mysterious noise yeah. that is, well, okay, maybe mistake number two. Yeah, I was like, you don't think she's made more mistakes at this down. point? Like, I think she's made a little more mistakes than just one. No, I'm saying in the book of haunting. Oh. Like, if you hear a noise outside your door, I got don't you. walk outside yeah, that door. That is yeah, fair, yeah. yeah. Not her first now, mistake in this she movie. She does think it's her mom, though. True. Is it Mikey? She doesn't know. It's definitely not her mom. Also, it's creepy. But anyway, so she walks outside, and then the door from wind, apparently, oh, a magic God. wind, yeah. The door slams right behind her, locking her out. Right. And so she's trying to run around and we see her do what the boyfriend did. She runs up to the side door, which kind of creeped me out a little bit. And she's trying to get in, but she's stuck outside. But the dog is on the case. So the dog goes up to um, Hunter's room and 
this creeped me out because Hunter is asleep in the crib oh, and we start man. seeing like in the first movie where he's getting dragged oh, across his crib. Oh, which, which is like, so creepy. Okay, that's yeah. freaky. Yeah. And then it cuts away and it cuts back to him being dragged up the side of the crib. Yeah. BB, PB-8 style yeah. in the pool. Absolutely. And then he's just out and he's walking around. He's just like tooling around with a cigarette, just chilling, <laughs> you know, this is my house He goes now. downstairs to make a snack. Yeah. Well, and then he goes to the basement door. This is him letting the demon he, in. And I fucking hated it. No, no, no. As you see later on, he every time he smokes a cigarette and is like really complaining about being in that house, he does a tally mark on the back of the basement door. He, car- <laughs> he carves uh, it in there. We'll see later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes, what it is. Course, it's got to be what it course. is. But one thing I did notice was none of that would have happened if they had fucking child locks on their doorknobs. That is and true. And we see one on Katie's room. But how do you not have child locks on the door to the basement? The basement. Yeah. The most dangerous door. Like, little kid opens that thing in like a second. They did have a child lock, Jen. Her name was Martine and they fired her. <laughs> well, but there true. were child locks on other doors. But why the over, the basement yeah. would be most important to lock. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, so he opens the basement door, uh, smokes a smoke with the demon that lives down there now. And then we later see him back up in his crib standing. I don't think we see how he gets back in, but I assume he just got demoned back up there. And so then Christy and the dad get home and they're looking for Allie. Hunter's crying. They can't find Allie. And then they finally see her. She walks in and she's like explaining what's happening. And she's like, I got locked out. I couldn't see. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I sort of understand. Like, it is a very scary situation to come home to. And I thought when we see her go Mm -hmm. around to the glass door that she let her boyfriend through earlier, I honestly thought she was going to grab like a pool chair and like throw it through the glass or whatever. Uh That's probably what I would have done. I would have broken a window or whatever to get back in immediately. But because she just well, left for like two hours. Like, what was she doing? Yeah. I don't think she would have left the house. But I I wonder if she was just on another part of the property and she just Trying hadn't to gotten in. back to the door yet. Yeah. I understand yeah. how she didn't like run to them as soon as they were in the front yard or whatever. How terrifying. Like, one, terrifying to get locked out of your house with nothing. Probably not even shoes in the middle of the night. But also knowing that there's a baby in the house that no one is watching. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. You know, even if he can't get demon lifted out of the crib, you know. Right. But so now she is taking this seriously. And so she, we see her with her boyfriend on the laptop having the conversation that we had in the first movie. Like, this is probably not a ghost because it's persistent and it's probably a demon. And this is when they introduce the concept of making a deal with a demon for fame and fortune or wealth and something. Allie, like, does some, like, research and figures out that, that Hunter is the first male baby to be born since their great grandmother got rich during the fucking depression. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is when we find out that the dad doesn't know how wind works because Allie shows the <laughs> video yeah. and he's like, Oh, it was a breeze coming from inside the house. But she, he's still not taking it seriously. In the dad's defense, if you open the front door and the back door, sometimes they slam like that. That is true. But that is not what happened. But yeah, that is true. So we're at night 17. Oh, and this part freaks me out. Allie has her camera on and she goes down. This is when I noticed that her door has a baby lock on it, but not the door to the fucking basement. <laughs> um, so she goes down with her camera. We see a baby toy on the floor and it's turned on and running across the floor and it's making lots of noise. And then she goes into the other room. It like appears behind her running across the floor again on a trajectory that it could not have gotten to on its own. No, and up and so steps, there upstairs. are two steps in between where she was and where that happened. And it's terrifying. So we have this um, puzzle that has all the state capitals on it. <laughs> and if you put the puzzle piece on it, it will say the state capital. Like if it says Tennessee, it'll or you put Tennessee down, it'll say Nashville. And we lost the Oregon piece. 
And this thing is, I don't know, it's so sensitive, but sometimes I will walk into the dark playroom and it will just say, Salem. And it what? freaks me out every You need to time. burn that. <laughs> Why is that still in your house? Uh, I'm never coming I over. Don't know. You have to remove that <laughs> before so we funny. Uh, stop quarantine. This is no. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> sometimes it just appears in the brown chair in the pod loft, oh, and no, I don't no, know no, how no, it got no, there. No, 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 no. I don't like this at all. This is not fun. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> What if I just burn the chair uh, down? Does that work? <laughs> Mikey, fun fact, right. I failed my uh, states and capitals test when I was in fourth grade. And that's why I don't want to get rid of the puzzle, <laughs> because I don't want my kids to go down that road, Mikey. <laughs> it is a dangerous road. That starts with state capitals. We have so many states. I can say them all in alphabetical order. <laughs> and you know what, Jen? That doesn't make you a nerd. Oh. <laughs> no, it makes me awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so she's telling Christy about it the next day and she's saying it reminds me of what Martine was saying about the house that she was trying to get rid of bad spirits. Yeah. And so Christy starts to talk about what happened when she was a kid and we still don't know anything about this except Christy is saying, I just remember feeling scared all the time. Mm -hmm. And so now Christy and Katie are talking as they're playing with Hunter. This is when she Katie starts to talk about it and she says she just remembers Christy was scared all the time. She had panic attacks. She stopped speaking Weird people came to the house and it fed on your fear. So she says, Christy just needs to stop talking about it, leave it alone, and then it'll go away. And she also says she's going to end up just like mom. And I wonder because, Mikey, you've seen the third yeah, one. Yeah, I right? have. I'll tell you the sequel I want when we get to the end. Okay. Just BB-8 and Katie <laughs> swimming all day? PB-8. No, that's, like that's my fantasy, not my sequel. Aww. Who doesn't want PB-8 and Katie swimming all day? Me? I, I'm okay without that. Yeah, you. Okay, she so wants now, a Christy. <laughs> speaking right. of Christy, she is putting her down. She puts Hunter down for a nap, and now she's in the kitchen by herself. This, I think, may be the scariest I, part. I of think the movie so. For this me. movie, that this part scared yeah, the shit out of me. I literally, when she sits yeah, down, they, and, and then the cabinets explode out of nowhere. She's like reading a magazine, uh -huh. and then closes it like she senses something. And I literally made mm -hmm. the joke: "This isn't a magazine." Because I was just like being silly and trying to break the tension for myself. And then I uh -huh. yelled so loud that my dogs were like, what the fuck? <laughs> because it's super scary. Like it is super scary. Yeah, this I think it might be the scariest moment. And this is where I feel like it really picks up and it is yeah. really scary towards the end from this point. Um, and th it's also when the demon's like, OK, I'm not fucking around anymore. No. And this is definitely um, the moment where you're like. Okay, nothing can explain this. This is definitely a haunting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so Allie gets back from her walk, and Christy is clearly upset. And Allie's trying to figure out what's going on. And Christy's telling her the same thing everything's fine. We're not going to talk we about it. We can't talk it's about fine. it. One of the things I think is interesting in this franchise is there's a lot of um, distrust and like kind of toxicity in relationships that, mm -hmm. like, I, I think there's a lot of that in this movie because it's a very gender rolled kind of family. Because, like, I don't know if you mm. notice this, the dad never once gets up in the night to help with the baby. There's one time when he puts him down, and I did notice it because the dad was actually helping with the child. And I was like, mm, this yeah. should have been more back and forth, I think. Being a stay-at-home mom is fantastic, and if that's what you choose, that's great. But if you are a stay-at-home mom, that does not mean it is only your job to take care of the child because that's a 24-hour-a-day job, and that means you work. No, and then, like, I love kids, so I would definitely want to get up and help some because I just would, like, like to see the kid in the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean, it's your kid yeah like, you, yeah i mean nobody wants to get up in the middle of the night but you just create a system I went for baby snuggles oh <laughs> baby snuggles. a lot of times it's not baby snuggles it's like a bunch of shit that you gotta clean hey, man. literal shit 
You clean up the shit yeah, and then you cute, get your though. baby snuggles and it's all worth it. <laughs> but it also is notable. Like we did not see the first year of this child's life. So he could have been getting up a lot more. Oh, like, you mean when they point, had a live, in, a live in nanny? Well, oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Something leads me to believe that yeah. he was not getting up early <laughs> to help with this baby. Yeah. So now this is when Allie is telling someone she's figured out that the great grandmother must have made a deal. And Hunter is the first male on right. his side. And then we get night 19 and dog is running upstairs. This is when dad is actually putting Hunter down. But we see the dog being nervous and we see fast forwarding camera. And I just love how like we're watching the dog asleep on the floor, like like in fast motion. So we see his little twit. It was was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. It is sweet. Um, And so now we see at 1249, we see the basement door open. Yeah. And I love the way the door opens because we can't see what's coming out behind the I door. Didn't, I did not that love that, open. actually. I was the opposite. I really, really <laughs> hated that, Jen. I hated everything about that thing that you just said you love. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, because it's effective, you yeah. know? Because what we're imagining things that are behind this door. Okay, so the dog comes running downstairs to save the day, and we see... I hated this. Yeah. Although, I choose to believe that Abby is fine because we hear a banging and then the barking stops. Yeah. And then everybody hears, everybody runs downstairs. Um, Allie's got her camera, helpfully, but Abby is hurt. So the dad is going to take her to the vet. With yeah. And they, they find her Leaving. not where she was dragged by something. They find her behind the sofa. Yeah. Behind the couch. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so they're taking her to the vet, which I loved that they didn't, because they could have killed the dog right here. And no, I'm really no, you glad can't. That, that is not, not a choice, Jen. That is well. That's I, what I'm I saying. Like that I'm dog, glad that they no. did not make that choice. Got attacked by a demon and dragged itself over because it's Team Couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the dog made it clear where its favorite place was, and that was Team where Couch. His yeah, loyalties mm-hmm. I do like that they immediately take the dog to like an emergency vet. Right? They leave just the mom and the, and Hunter. And when I say I love that they do that, I just love that they're that kind of responsible pet owner who would immediately take their Me dog too. to have it looked after you know i would have to bring my wife and baby because i'd be like i'm gonna cry and i'm gonna need you guys near me yeah so we're leaving christy alone in the house which i was just watching her sitting on the stairs and i was like holy shit that is i would want to go to the vet too just so i wouldn't have to be in the scary house by myself you know she's like calls every 10 minutes to try to check in and they're probably like fuck no we don't know what's going on yeah so then she hears something and she goes into the kitchen Mm. and the pots are banging and she turns the she turns the lights out. Why? I don't um, know, man. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, well, and then Hunter's nightlight goes out. So Chrissy goes up to turn it back on and she checks on him. And this part yeah. freaked me out, too, and like broke my heart mm-hmm. because she gets knocked down and dragged down the stairs. Almost down and the it, stairs. And she's like holding on to the, the banister, right? And then she yeah. gets back almost to where Hunter is. And then ah, it, the whole mm, thing repeats. And, and this time is when she gets dragged into the basement. Yeah, like face first down the stairs, yeah. too. And did you notice that Hunter was crying and then the mobile shaked like the ghost was trying to like yeah, comfort I noticed him? That. I did it not was super that. creepy. It was creepy. And we see fast forwarding. Yeah, it's like two hours she's down there. And then you see her just sort of walk out of the basement. Yeah, but first you see the basement door open. And for like at least 20 seconds, we don't know what's going to come yeah. out, which is terrifying. And it's her. She's just walking really calmly. Almost like she's possessed, Jen. It is yeah. almost <laughs> like she's possessed. I mean, I don't want to judge, but. <laughs> um, and so then, then yeah. this is when we get a little Abby exposition where we find out they think it's a seizure. 
but they're keeping her because they're not exactly sure what's up. I think that was about the dog. And then da- yeah, it That's is about, about the dog. dog. So yeah, the dog's yeah, because- fine or not dead. You know, I don't know, you know, how bad the seizure was, but yeah. And so dad now comes down with Hunter and hands Hunter to Allie and saying, hey, something's up with Christy. You need to take Hunter. And I guess he has to go to work for a meeting or something. Yeah. Which he might have to. There might be something that he absolutely could not uh, get out Maybe. Of. I don't know. If Anyways. I saw my wife having like a pretty, like, let's say, let's take all the haunting stuff out of it. She's having like a postpartum real Break. bad. She's like had a she yeah. is literally like in a catatonic state. I would definitely not go to work. And I don't really necessarily think it makes him a terrible person. I think it just kind of makes him kind of yeah, a Yeah, he's got his priorities know? a little mixed up. Uh, we need the, the new Whoppers right. having a hard time getting rolled out. We need you to come uh, into Yeah. He, he gets an emergency phone call. So he's like, chicken fries are back. Get in here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God. McDonald's bringing back the McRib. We got to compete. You can't miss McRib day. <laughs> and, and listen, right. those types of meetings are important. If the McRib's yes, coming back, are. Burger King. As fuck. Would I abandon my catatonic wife for a McRib? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where Mikey draws the line. <laughs> you would cancel all meetings, but if it's McRib day, he's priorities, <laughs> Jen. Priorities. Right. All right. So now Allie is starting to read and she hears a noise and she opens the door to the basement. There are lots of scratches on the door yes. and just a little blood. And I like how there wasn't very much blood. No. It was mostly the scratching because I think that's just really ominous and that they kind of look like letters. So now Allie is really freaked out and she goes up and she sees Christy in Hunter's room in like the little the rocker and we see like a big bite mark on her leg which is what we saw in the first movie yeah. on Katie I think it was on her back so we see her like kind of half through the door and then Allie turns away for a second and then she's gone which is so creepy and she goes in Allie is trying to like hold Hunter and Christy comes in looking like a murderer and is like don't pick him up and then it cuts away um, because the dad gets home and Allie is yeah, crying. Yeah, she's like freaking out, which um, I think is justified. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do too. Because we also see Hunter crying and screaming in his crib and Christy just staring out the window, ignoring him. So then Allie looks at the footage and makes the dad look. And now when you see her being dragged down the stairs by an invisible There's thing, no denying that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I like that he didn't, like, now he does believe it. Yeah, he know? wasn't like, uh, it gets really windy if you open those back windows. <laughs> So this doesn't prove anything, Allie. I don't know what you're trying to play out here. And I also like that he calls Martine and he was like, she was right. She was trying to warn us. Like, I like that he had that I also liked when Allie was like, let's just get Hunter and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, which is reasonable. Yeah, probably what they should have done. Yeah, Martine is now back. Yeah, because he calls her. He like goes through his drawer and like picks out her phone number and he's like calling her Mm -hmm. and then it cuts to like her arriving. But so she's doing something with olive oil and a cross and I think she's getting the stage ready. I think think he is going to save the house. But I'm not 100% sure what that whole thing is. I'm not either. And I think it's okay that we don't know. But um, they go upstairs and they're looking at Christy and she's just in the bed staring and doesn't notice that they're just like talking about her part too, man. Oh, when he like gets close to her and then she like goes from catatonic to cataattackic. Like she just attacks him like it scared the shit out of me, man. Well, and before that happens, we see Allie and the dad talking about like we can't do this like this is it's her sister and martine has said it has to be a blood Mm. relative and he's saying they'll never tell it's my son and my wife and i am going to make this decision so what we're finding out they're going to do is they're going to transfer this to katie i mean i don't like that they do that 
but I love it because it sets, it puts in context what happened in the first. Yeah, episode. it's a cool and way I, to tie it together. This is when she just attacks the fuck out of dad. Yeah, man. And we don't really see it because the camera like is dropped and everything's dark because all of the lights in the house go out. Yeah, you see PB8 stop vacuuming too in the pool because everything goes dark. <laughs> yeah, he powers yeah. down. It's real sad. Yeah, it was too scary for him. <laughs> okay, so now they're down in the basement and we're as they get down to the basement, we're seeing like the couches flipping over things are shaking like yeah. the house is shaking a lot and i think it's because they're trying to draw this demon out of her yeah but so he gets down into the basement all the lights are out and they hear hunter and so he drops the <laughs> camera and i love how this happens because we see hunter upside down yeah and it's so creepy. It is very and this creepy. reminded me a lot of Blair Witch Project. It reminded me of Blair Witch Project too. Yeah, I thought the same thing, mm-hmm. and I hated it because the whole time you see <laughs> Hunter, you're like, I mean, they just drew out this demon, or what? You- I thought this was like one of the scariest parts of the movie. Yeah, like I thought the demon might have gr- like grabbed Hunter or something. So you're like just running wild, and what could happen? I hated it. Exactly, yeah. and it's great. I also love that we don't have very much of the shaky camera. We yeah. can't tell what the fuck is going on because it, if it were dragging on too long, I think that's when you start to get motion sickness. It- it also shows Katie too, right? I think that's Christy. Oh, I mean, Christy. That's Christy. I mean, it shows Christy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, we, yeah. Do so see, we do see mm-hmm. Christy with the sharp teeth. You're right, Mikey. But it's just a lot of chaos. And then we see like marble. Sh- oh, so we see Christy with the sharp teeth. And then he like puts the cross on her yeah. or something. Yes. And the power of cross compels mm-hmm. her to like shake all of the marbles on the he's floor. Like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to make you um, cross. Oh, my God. I love it, though. That, I mean, it works. It works, Mikey. <laughs> but so the marbles are on the floor. And then Hunter walks by just chilling. Um, and then I guess it worked because all the lights come back yeah. on and everything is still and he puts Christy in bed. And everything presumably yeah. goes back to normal because it cuts to like what is three weeks later and then you see Christy and Katie talking, right? Well, first we see him burning the corners of this picture. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. I wonder why he does that. That doesn't make any sense to me. To target the relative. Oh, is that why? Okay. Yeah. yeah. They don't They don't really explain it, but you mm-hmm. do see that happen. They don't. I, wonder, I wish it would have shown yeah. him put the picture in her attic. But I, again, I just love how they tied all of this together because now we see three it's three weeks later and katie is over there holding hunter and um asking how things are going and apparently everything's fine for christy but now something's up with katie's house i wonder why and she's saying it's so bad that she's actually told mika about it yeah um and then she leaves and i also love how they do this because she drives away and then we see the scene from the first movie so we know Mm -hmm. it just puts it all into the time yeah, it like locks in the timeline yeah yeah they i think they nailed that Me too. i was really impressed with that um okay and so we find out helpfully that miko was killed on october 8th and then it says october 9th <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i i honestly thought right. that was going to be the end of the movie when she drove away and we saw the first scene from the first movie or maybe not the first scene but that really? scene from the first movie right uh, mm-hmm. but no it's we get a whole like last 10 minutes here yeah, and this is where it becomes a sequel rather than a prequel right. because this is happening after the events of the first movie. And so we see Dad asleep on the couch. Hunter is crying, and Christy goes to get him. And then I love how this plays out. I hated out. it we, uh, when she just appears imagine, behind him yeah. by the stairs. Yeah, oh, like with, I hated the blood it. with the blood on from her the first movie. as we saw her. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's rough, man. In those cute pajamas, <laughs> covered in blood, well, Mikey. What is it that does it for you about Kate? I, I, I need to know what, what specifically you enjoy here. I don't. I just think she's like real nice. I think she's cute. Yeah, she's not um, bad. And she can make you some jewelry. Yeah. Um, one thing I love that 
the second movie kind of introduces and the third one does really well um, is because there are more than one camera and because it's like panning through on a schedule, like we see her standing there and then it pans to another part of the house. And so we don't see what's happening. All we see is when it pans back, she's gone. And so we don't know where the fuck she is. But then we see that she's right behind the dad and she has broken his neck. Like lifts him up by his chin and like breaks his neck. It's rough. Well, and so then we cut back to Christy holding Hunter and we hear her walking up the sort stairs. Sort of like we did at the end of the first it. one. Yes. And then she walks in and I just imagine how terrifying this would be for Christy to see your sister like Covered that. in blood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Running towards you and then like throwing you against the window. And it's very similar to what happened with Megan yeah. at the end of the first one, except she's holding Hunter. Yeah. And then she walks away. And then we get text on the screen that said Allie returned from a school field trip and found the bodies. So and that also confirms that Christy is dead. Yeah. Too. Um, and that Katie and Hunter are still missing. And that's, and that's the movie. Roll the movie. Credits. Let me talk about what sequel I want to see from this franchise. All right. All so right. what do you want to see, Mikey? I, I either want to see grown up Allie hunting down Katie and Hunter. Yes. Ooh. Oh, yes. She yeah, has absolutely. become the hunter. Like Hunter's a possessed demon who's like a serial killer and she's hunting him. So having seen <laughs> the movie and having talked about it, what do you guys think about it now? Do you think it holds up? Yeah. Yep. I Love think Paranormal it. Activity mm-hmm. holds up as a franchise pretty well. I think so too. I'll say I think it's more scary than the first one. And I thought mm-hmm. the first one was very scary. I, I think like, so I too. I did mm-hmm. not like either of these from a it scared the shit <laughs> out of me standpoint. And I hate being scared. I don't think yeah. they're bad movies. Yeah. I just want to never, ever have to watch one again. Well, I think what <laughs> makes it scarier is just how vulnerable the kid is. And watching yeah. watching the haunting of the kid is just terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. So let's do some box office. Box office. What do you guys think the budget for Paranormal Activity 2 was? I think it was a few million. I think it was like five million. I'm going to say one because I don't know how much you would actually need for I, this. I think they got picked up by a big studio. Though. Well, yeah, this is a yeah. Blumhouse. I'm going to say one million because I don't think this is a very expensive movie. Katie got her payout. <laughs> it is the very definition of a single location movie, though, right? So yep. the budget for this mm-hmm. was three million dollars. So right between what uh, you guys had said mm-hmm. and yeah. what do you guys think it made in its opening weekend? Ooh, eighty. It was big. It was a big film. I'm going to say fifty. Okay. It was a big, big hit. It was number one the weekend it came out, but it made $40 million. And that's just its opening weekend. That's very, Mm. very respectable, right? Well, yeah, for a $3 million movie. Yeah, it's very, very good. So, like I said, the weekend it came out, it was number one. It came out October 22nd, 2010. So, its competition Mm. was Jackass, Red, The Social Network. It was the first movie that weekend it came out. The next closest one was Jackass at $21 million. Also, it's close to Halloween. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it did... It did really, really well for a $3 million budget. What do you guys think it made total worldwide box office in its theatrical run? 120. Yeah, I'm going to say like 110. Okay. It made $177 million. Damn. Yeah, it's a hit. And it made uh, another $2 million in uh, domestic DVD and Blu-ray sales. So it made a lot of money. Out of the franchise of Paranormal Activity, it was number three. On the list of how much money it made. What are the first two? Okay, so Paranormal Activity 3 made the most. Paranormal Activity made the next most, was second. And then Paranormal Activity 2 was the third. Yeah, but it did really well. Like $3 million investment making $177 million is insane. Mm. It's so good. But that's box office. So Jen, do you have some fun facts for us? I do have some fun facts, although I don't have as many as I thought I was going to have. And I think part of that is because this one is not talked about nearly as much as the third one. Because the third one is just so like creative and unique and awesome. It's insane Um, to me that you would say 
say words like creative, unique, and awesome with a paranormal activity type of movie. Because it doesn't well, we'll seem g- like any of those things are relevant to the creators of the first two movies, but all they're really trying to do is get you to the next jump scare. This movie rests on surveillance footage. Yeah. And think about the technology that was available in the 80s. And that's what it is that makes it creative. Like they, I don't want to spoil, but they take a camera on an oscillating fan. And so the camera just oscillates through the scene. Oh no, I'm going to hate the third movie. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to hate the third movie. Yeah, It's All right, well Jen, let's get to your fun facts because I don't want to hear any more of that. (laughs) All that to say, that's probably why there's not as many fun facts about the second one. Fair enough. Because they're really not doing anything that different. They're just raising the stakes a lot from the first movie. Right. Um, Okay, so this was directed by Todd Williams. It was supposed to be directed by a guy named Kevin Grutert. You said that right, 100%. Grutert, (laughs) yes. Um, So he was originally supposed to direct, but in a cruel twist of fate, he had a clause in his contract that allowed the producers to force him out of this movie and force him to direct the direct saw the final chapter, which I think was like, the fifth saw or something. Oh, wow. So he didn't direct this smash hit and directed saw five or whatever. Yeah. Although I don't know if that one did really well. I have no idea, but I mean, it's a saw, so it probably did. Okay. Fair enough. But he wanted to do this one. Yeah, he did. Well, he was originally supposed to, and he wanted to, although, I mean, you could argue, would it have been as good with a different director? You know, I don't know how much the director actually played a part in it. Yeah. I do know that it was totally unscripted and improvised. So, I mean, the directing could have had a oh. big part in it. Yeah. Okay. So it was written by three people, Michael R. Perry. This movie was Tom- written? Well, I mean, it was plotted out. Okay. I was you like, know. you just said it wasn't scripted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they would have had, I'm sure they had to give them the details right. of like the childhood you gotta thing and all that You got to hit these beats. Right. Yeah, right. That makes yeah. Sense. Which is how like most found footage is, okay. you know, and then you improvise the details of it, yeah. you know. It's also how um, the but, TV show The League was shot. Oh, really? Yeah. But so it was written by Michael R. Perry, Tom Pabst and Christopher Landon. And the reason I brought that up is because Christopher Landon directed both Happy Death Day movies. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. So there was an alternate ending. Really? That wasn't ever shot. Yeah, where Katie kills Hunter. Oh. Which, oh, yeah. man, I'm glad that they didn't show <laughs> that's that. That's so oh, terrible. Me too. And I mean, I think that's exactly why they didn't do it. Yeah, and I think good. it was probably just like, a scripted ending because that's how the first one ends. She just kills Mika, you know? And okay. My last fun fact, and I told you there's not a whole lot about this movie, that's um, fun, but baby. listeners, if you have some and you want to share some in the Facebook group, we would love that. Yeah. Um, okay. So there are sequels. The third one is technically a prequel because it takes place all in the eighties. So because this one is mostly a prequel to the first one, because there's really only 10 minutes that happens after the event. So the right. fourth one is actually the, the first, true sequel and I can't remember I I don't know if this is like a neighbor or something I think it's the house that's like across the street from Christie's house or something I don't remember but I did like the fourth one I thought it was good and then I haven't seen any after that but there's the marked ones and then there's ghost dimension and I think those really start expanding the world a lot in ways that I don't know if like hold up I, as much I haven't as the seen other those two either uh, so I mean I can't say they might be great um there's also one called Tokyo Night and I don't think that is an English sequel I think that was made 
I saw Japan, but I'm not sure. But I know, I don't think it was released in the U.S. and I don't think it was released in English either. So if you know anything, are you sure you're not thinking of Tokyo Drift? That's a different franchise. Oh, no, man. I double checked. The best <laughs> Fast and the Furious movie. Come at me. And then those are my fun facts. Well, thank you for your fun facts, Jen. You're very welcome. All right, All right. Well, let's do the scary scale. Hey, listeners. Our scary scale is a scale we use to rank how scary we thought the movie was. It's not a ranking of the quality of the film. It's how scared we are today or last night when we watched it. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd, what you got? I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. Yeah. All right. Nice. Real. Not surprising. Nice. Yeah, I was, I mean, we slept with the lights on last night. Like I could not, and, and much to the annoyance of my girlfriend who hates the lights <laughs> on, but I was Sorry, super terrified. And Natalie loves me, so she let me sleep with the lights on. Aww, but yeah, yeah. I super scared. Hated this movie because it was so so scary. And when I say Mikey. I hated this movie, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just it's super scary, and I can't handle right. it. Yeah, Mikey. Then we give it a three. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the first non-one in a while. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's true. I think I'm gonna give it a six. A lot of that is because of scares, and like as I was watching it, I was getting scared because yeah, of noises scary. I was hearing. But also there's that like <laughs> child element, like baby element in there too of a child in danger, which is always something that gets me. All right. And that's scary scale. All right. So this week you guys made me watch Paranormal Activity 2. What are you guys making me watch next week? Well, Todd, we're not making you watch anything next week because oh, it is a request. Listener request. Yes. Oh, Yay. yeah. Are they going easy on me? Um, Not really. Ugh. But they are throwing you a little John Gallagher Jr. And oh, we love him. I do love JGJ. That's right. Even though it's hard to say. But so our. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean to rhyme that, Jen? Or was it just happenstance? It's just happenstance. It was oh, a happy I loved it. We actually haven't said what the movie is yet. So our theme was claustrophobic horror. And you guys picked 10 Cloverfield Lane. So that yeah. is what we're watching. And no, we have not watched the first Cloverfield. But because this is not actually a sequel, I think it exists in the universe. I'm okay with that. Okay. They say all the Cloverfield movies are connected, but it's one of those like you have to read the comic book and do all this like pause it at a certain time to catch the. I'm not going to do that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. don't even okay, worry about cool. it. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool, oh, cool, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. You, this can stand on its own and it's still a totally fine okay. movie. All right, guys. We'll watch 10 Cloverfield Lane for next week. While Mikey pulls up a review, let me explain to you how you can have your review read by Mikey on the podcast. And that is simply by going to Apple iTunes and leaving a five-star review with text so that Mikey has something to read. And if you want to leave like a funny accent for him to read it in, that'd be a lot of fun. Any of that stuff is always welcome. So please leave us a five-star review and we'll have Mikey read it. Mikey, you got yeah. one for us? Yeah, I got one. Uh, it says awesome. uh, Devin um, Wilson. <laughs> Okay. Hey, Says written in an Australian accent. Uh oh, sorry, Mikey. Okay. You're welcome, Todd. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. This review is titled "My New Digital Best Friends." All right. Good day. Good day. All right. Let me get let me get another character here. <laughs> oh I'm not sure that that's okay, but you, you know, do your best, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. <clears throat> this is a fantastic show. Nailed it. Fucking out of the gate. <laughs> nailed it. I'm on board. Let's do it. I found the beautiful trio of the kind and thoughtful Mikey. <laughs> Oh, the incredible, insightful, and intelligent Gene. Oh, Gene. <laughs> and the hilarious and very easily scared Todd. Oh, oh that's thank true. you. Thank AKA you. the hard version. Right. Yeah. Uh, While searching for a podcast, talking about the remake of Stephen King's Pacific Attack. 
<laughs> I'm not. This is getting less and less Australian and more just like you spitting out words. Yelling. <laughs> yeah. But I'm on. I'm on I was board. incredibly happy to find my new favorite podcast. <laughs> the horror version gives me the feeling of watching some of my favorite movies with my best friends. Oh, Aww. I love you guys, and keep up the great work. Oh, thank Aww. you so much, Five Devin um, Wilson. Yes, for that awesome, you. awesome review. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, I would just like to go on record as apologizing to <laughs> the country of Africa or Australia. <laughs> just everybody. Just everybody. Just everybody. everybody yeah, just yeah. everyone involved uh, in the making of that review. I apologize. Yeah. Mikey fact, my Australian accent is just a higher pitched English accent. Um, I think yeah, I we just up on heard that, evidence. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. If you want to have your review read, leave us a five star review. As yeah. always, we are a member of the Consequence Podcast Network, which means that you should check out all of their awesome shows like Halloweenies. This must be the gig, the Losers Club, Kyle Meredith with the Opus, the Assembly, the Fifth Dimension. Yeah, um, the Fifth Dimension. Ghost yeah. Echoes. Yeah. Ghost Echoes, that's really right. Cool yeah, shit. yeah. Check them out, guys. They're great. And yeah, also check out their really website, cool. Consequence of Sound, for all the mm-hmm. awesome pop culture, movie, and music reviews. It's great, guys. You don't want to miss out on all that awesome content that they've been slinging. But also, mm-hmm. if you want to check out our shit, go to horrorvirgin.com where you can see Jen's blog and uh, links to the merch store. You can also follow us on social at Horror Virgin. If you want to follow us individually, Jen is at Jen with two N's for Ratu. Yeah. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you want to help financially support the show, please do by going to patreoncom slash horror virgin, where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great things, including bonus episodes, exclusive video content, all that stuff, or listener requests, which every level can uh, vote mm-hmm. and suggest for. And that's how we came up with the movie that we're doing next week. And we do that as it might sound monthly because it's monthly yeah. listener requests, right? But if you yep. can't financially support the show, but you want your daily free content, hop over to Facebook and get that daily Daily free content in our Facebook group. It's an awesome, quickly growing community of awesome, welcoming, friendly people. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, that's going to be it for us. I just heard this weird noise in the basement and I'm going to go check it out with my night vision camera, (laughs) even though it's during the day. But, you know, what could go wrong? Everything, Jen. Everything could go wrong. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this awesome movie. I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin Todd, guys. (laughs) Have an amazing week. Bye. I'm really close to having more Instagram followers than I follow. I'm pretty excited about it. Oh, you're crossing that threshold, Mikey. Yeah, I'm like like within five, I think. Oh, everyone go follow Mikey right now. If the girls I ghosted didn't unfollow me, I think I would have had it by now. You would have. You ruined (laughs) it by being a bad person. Consequence Podcast Network.